Welcome back, everyone. It's the Wealth Through Wi-Fi podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Zach Sweet. Scott A. We're here to inspire and motivate you all in, motivate you all in all aspects of life. In this podcast, we share your personal share our personal journeys and experiences to show you that anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. Our goal is to help you create a life of abundance through the power of the internet. From entrepreneurship to personal development, we cover it all in our podcast. In this episode, we have Ethan Cavello, a local real estate investor from the upstate New York area, who has also used the power of the internet and social media to scale his brand slash business. Ethan, what's up? How's what's it going? What's going on, guys? I like that what's intro, up, man. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I've been working on it a while. I still study it. Was but... it teaching the abundance through yeah. the internet? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Smooth. That's uh, a chat GPT. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it nice. Definitely nice. can say help me. But I got to start using chat GPT. Dude, dude, it it definitely could help you with a lot lot of things and it just fine-tune it really yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? so um no again uh ethan thanks for coming out and taking time on your busy schedule yeah for sure man um yeah if you want to give a small intro and kind of who you are what you do and um kind of just to share with our viewers and listeners um you know kind of what's been going on in your life i know you've been super fucking busy with real estate it's kind of what kind of why wanted you on here because you know we have some similarities so I'll let for you sure that. yeah i guess i'll keep it mostly real estate focused yeah, yeah but, that's cool uh 30 years old Based in central New York, obviously all three of us are, Syracuse, and uh, doing around, you know, 40 to 50 flips a year or rehabs. Some of them are rentals. They're not nice. all flips. And then uh, around like 20, 25 wholesales. And then my wife is uh, one of the top agents in the area. So oh, we nice. list a bunch of properties. Oh, yeah. um, I think uh, last year she closed something around like 12 million or something like oh, that shit. in real estate. That's awesome. Yeah. So... You know, mainly real estate focused, you know, but obviously there's a lot of other things, personal development. Just did 75 health. hard. I yeah, we'll I did do 75 hard, bro. Yeah. yeah. Definitely have to get into yeah. that when we start, um, you know, getting into the pod. So that's awesome. I did. I was going to ask you if your wife was going to come. I didn't know if she was available, but maybe it'll be something to do in the future. For sure. You know, maybe next year or something. Yeah, you know, she's little, actually just showing right now. Oh, she's perfect. showing a property right now. So, but, um, so okay yeah so we got the your wife's doing 12 million a year you guys are crushing it yeah but like i said we'll get you guys down in the future that would be uh that would be a, a good one i feel like we always have good feedback on the, the Look, wife, we've had a know, couple couples wife, on. we literally had one stuff. on last because yeah. you like kind of feed off each other a little bit like sometimes you're not really sure what you want to talk about and like when you have like the significant other there sometimes it makes it a little easier they'll say something and either you're vibing with it or you want to correct them a little sure, bit. So yeah, it always yeah, works yeah. out smoothly. Yeah, we had a good couple on last night. Um, they're like, a, you know, basically started a whole TikTok page based on like weddings. Yeah, yes. wedding planning. And um, wedding yep. planning. And they've, you know, he started a huge TikTok page based off of that. And it was really cool to hear their story, husband and wife. And now the husband is, um, you know, he's been mainly focusing on like, helping guys on tiktok with weddings and he's like killing it right now because no guy is talking about it so he's kind of found his little niche yeah. to like even how to tie a tie like what to do on the guy side because i'm sure you had no i fucking right, idea what right, to do yeah. we were sitting here last night and i was like yeah everything you mentioned i have absolutely no clue what you're so, yeah, well i went through a wedding and i still have no idea like, <laughs> right. i went through the process i still don't know right so. so that was cool to hear their story i mean they travel over the world and the country and they help plan weddings all through social media and they like create ideas for people's weddings so like you know they they're they said they're finally gotten to that point where you know they're 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 killing it they're crushing it. so that was a cool story so you know that's kind of what our whole show is based on and 
everybody building a brand and a business sure. so you know the power of the internet because it's you know it's key, it's key right now and um i see you've been making your videos and stuff like that yeah, which is, i love i love seeing them pop yeah. up and shit the internet's limitless dude i mean what you just told me like i didn't even know that was like an avenue right that you could break into right like, She's got weddings like, for men, like yeah. teaching that stuff. Yeah, like, like it started exactly. out as a joke too. Like she started out doing like little skits, like on TikTok, and then like she started relating it to their wedding when they were starting to get married. Yeah, and like she had a pretty decent following, and it just like blew up. She's got like half a million followers on TikTok, and Instagram now, twenty four million likes. Not like, wow. yeah, and it so. just started with people reaching out to her to like yeah. for ideas, and then she was finally like, well probably turn this into a business and he, i forget which restaurant he was working at but he was a manager at a pretty nice restaurant downtown and ended up leaving that and he was working at crunch as a personal trainer for me and left that to work full-time yeah. with her and they've been traveling like that's huge at yeah. least once a week to do a wedding that's awesome man yeah. so, and i'm sure you can you know relate to that i'm sure you've have you find clients off the internet so far I yeah mean, Instagram for sure and stuff? For once sure. you get big enough it's kind of crazy where people come out of the woodworks 100%. for you and uh you know my my social media is not even that big yet you know i'm still right. building it takes a long time to build long that time because you gotta stay time. consistent that's the biggest yeah. thing yeah and uh but the biggest thing that came out of it was uh people that i know or i knew from like a long time ago that I haven't connected with right. figuring out that um i am in real estate and what i'm doing because they learned I, they knew i was in real estate but they didn't know the, the extent right. of it. right so i had people that like i already knew reaching out and that's been the biggest thing so far so but we've also gotten clients as well but just like broadcasting what you're doing is so important mm -hmm. in any business that you know because yeah. you don't know who's going to bring value in your business right. well it surprises you man you can't keep track of everyone especially when you're busy you don't really know what avenues people start to dive down and like that's really where your network comes back full circle like how you treat people how you carry yourself you know mm -hmm. at all times because you never know who down the road is going to be someone that can help you with For your sure. goals or with your so was um was was real estate like when did when, when did real estate come into your life when did the idea come like so uh came into my life 2015 14 i don't even really know right. like the exact year I, I you know if i i think if i thought about it a little bit i'd figure it out but uh my buddy i, I did network marketing right i was like my intro to entrepreneurship mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you learn a lot by doing network marketing. Obviously it's a very hard industry to become successful in because it has a lot of negative connotations around right. it. Um, but I learned personal development. I learned entrepreneurship from it. And my buddy moved out to San Diego, started working for a real estate education company, and then contacted me and told me I had to come out there. I just on a whim just said, I'm okay, I'm going. I didn't even oh, have yeah. a job there yet. I just drove there. Hell yeah. Honda Civic, From New York, in. all the way yep. to Cali. Yeah. I'm literally about to make that trip to Arizona. Yeah. You know, I'm about to. How was was the drive good? No. <laughs> it's not good. It's, it's, it's a pretty terrible drive <laughs> to the sucked. West Coast. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Later, not much to yeah. see. Like no, once you get out there, it's not bad. But on the way, yeah. the middle the middle part of the the drive is brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Straight cornfields. But sure. uh, the excitement is what kept me going. Hell you know yeah. what I mean, I was just driving 16 hours straight. But you know, I got involved with that company. Learned a ton learned like everything I know now. And then I brought it back here and that's what, you know, where it all ended up right. is just being here. What made it. you want to come back to Syracuse? So, uh, originally it was because, you know, in San Diego, that's a super hard, um, market to break yeah. into. Like, you know, you have like one of the highest price points, you have a ton of competition and I knew Syracuse well, right. you know what I mean? Growing up here, like you kind of know it. Uh, so I came back here knowing like the competition is going to be less or whatever. In hindsight, would I have done that again? I'm not exactly sure. 
what I do know though, is that it worked out. Um, but you know, you can do real estate literally anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just as far as like, how well do you market and get, get good uh, deals, Right. you know? So having no competition, well, not no competition, but low competition mm -hmm. here helped a lot. Well, and you just, you came back to what you, I was going to say, at least smart because you have experience. Right. Yeah. 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 To start a foundation of, you know, your brand or business or whatever you're trying to do at that point. And I think that obviously was super, super great idea because you learned, you know, because then I'm sure you can learn in a less smaller market to maybe if you do branch out to these, you know, go back to San Diego, you know, you have the connections yeah. there, bigger market, you know, more opportunity, well, more money. Micron's coming here now too. So like, it yeah, looks like, well, it looks it like you kind of hit that up it on the head of that. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my portfolio just from Micron and the, mm -hmm. and the appreciation over the last couple of years, because Syracuse has never appreciated. Yeah. Right. But uh, in the last like three years, obviously part of that is like COVID, but definitely Micron too. And I was going to ask how yeah. much of an influx you've kind of seen. A huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, we've amount. had Mark Ray on here yeah. you know, like two or three times because I know he's, he's head of all those boards and yeah. he's, you know, he's brought a lot of information about Micron and, you know, what's to come and why they're doing some of the things they're doing. So that was cool to hear. And it's what like real estate's like one of the first places you're going to see that influx, like people that are mm -hmm. connected in the real estate. 100%. They're, they're talking about it a lot more than other people because they're seeing all this yeah, out-of-state money coming yeah. in. Yep. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, yeah, he said like an Ohio investor, there was like a plot of land out in Cicero or, you know, that area. It was literally nothing on it for two years. And then literally Ohio investor came. That's what he's saying is at first people around here weren't it. bidding on anything. Yeah. It was all out of state yeah. people. And mm -hmm. then some of the people around here started to get wind of it. And it's, it's I'm sure you could probably attest to it that it's really kind of starting to pick up a little bit. For sure. There's a lot of speculation around it, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I, I I'm solely numbers based. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I look at the numbers. If the numbers make sense, I buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if appreciation comes from that, it's, it's just a cherry on top, yeah, right. you know? Uh, but my, my rental portfolio definitely like just shot up Hell yeah! in the last three years because of that. So, and now I'm, I'm sure have you been working with obviously, you know, hard money lenders, private money lenders. Right? Yeah. So I, I, I mostly have private money, private money yeah, so. but I use hard money too. Right. And for people who like don't really know, basically I finance most of my deals through other people's right. money. Yep. Hard money is more of like a traditional, like institutional type of gotcha. funding. Okay. Uh, private money can be like your uncle, you know, mm -hmm. your neighbor down the street, mm -hmm. right? So private money, we have uh, my wife's family. That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, a, a couple guys that I met through like different networks. Like yep. one of them is a tech guy in Wisconsin, just some random guy. He's just got money sitting around. Yep, and yeah. Exactly. Don't have the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. He used to own rentals. He owns a couple now still, but he's selling them. Uh, and he just wants to put his money to work, you yeah. know? So, you know, typically, you know, it's a 12% that we get, yeah. you give our investors on yeah. all of our properties. Oh, that's so. awesome. Yeah. And, and again, you've, you've worked up to, you know, meet these people and, I think you built your name to that point too, because not obviously anybody's just going to give you money. So it's like, it's important that you've built that credibility now to people can put their trust in you and to have people trust you with their money is even a whole nother level For sure. of, you know, business. And, you know, that's, you know, I've were, you, some, were you a little hesitant in the first few times you kind of got involved sure. with private money? hundred yeah. percent. So, one thing, like one tidbit that I learned when I went to uh, the real estate education company in San Diego that I learned from is uh, there's a chicken and the egg, you know, deal. Like what went first, chicken yeah. or egg, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in real estate, when you're starting out, 
the chicken and the egg is do you find deals first or do you find money first right uh for me i believe it's you find deals first it's literally what i mean you know dylan goldman um, kind of he does like a lot of pay, like uh i think i've heard of finance deals yeah. and oh su- yeah yeah, yeah. Duh, dylan, i know dylan, dylan. Yeah. yes yeah so that's what he told me so when we, and we've talked and networked a lot and like that's one thing that i always got backwards i was always worried about the money part yeah and he's like dude fuck the money don't worry about the money he's like find the deal first find the right like, deal and find the money because yep. every he's like you'd be surprised he's like everybody's got money right and he's like you literally would be surprised how many people have money just sitting around and again for the longest time i thought it was the complete opposite i was like i'm sitting here thinking like fuck i don't have the how am i gonna do this deal if i don't have the money and he's like lock in the deal and then get the money i promise you that it's way easier to find the money it is than find the deal so it's it's you know it's cool that you so say the that first time you went with private money did you approach them or did they approach you um i'm trying to think i don't remember who my first private money lender was i want to say that i approached them it's definitely i approached them yeah i used to post a lot in like certain groups that i knew other real estate investors were in and that's definitely how it happened um but you know once you start doing a couple deals and you know the value you bring yeah it's like it's a lot easier yeah you need me more than i need you yeah that's like the mentality or the mindset you need to have when you're when you're looking for money but honestly like hard money lending is not that bad either it's really not like i still use hard money on some of my deals so um you know finding the deal like i said is probably the best thing that you could do because hard money lending if it costs you an extra three four thousand dollars in the long term of the deal you know, you're still going to make money, hopefully, right? right? Yeah, it's not so, the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth a sacrifice, right? I'm not going to say no to a deal because I have to pay $3,000 extra to hard money. Exactly. You know? No, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, and now you obviously specifically work with certain institutions, certain people now. So that's that's cool. And then that was my always problem. That was always my problem is... You know, I had all these ideas and, you know, it was reaching. How do you reach out to these people? But now it's so common. You have all these Facebook pages and and that was my biggest thing. It's like, how do you know what who's who's good to use you know what i mean obviously yeah. that that just comes back on interest rates and how much percentages they you know you have to work out with these hard money lender institutions or even you know private money lenders and as i built my network i also did the same thing you know i actually met some kid who knew a doctor down in florida who was nice. willing to yeah. like invest up here and we've had conversations zoom calls and you know i kind of obviously just went my own route and did the airbnb arbitrage thing more cuz mm-hmm. i just saw there was just less startup costs and, you know, I see people doing it. So it is possible. So, you know, the fact is that I actually got a few units here now, which is, you know, it's awesome because people say it's hard to do, but once you get one under your belt and you show that credibility to the next landlord, they're like, Holy shit, you're going to do that to my house. You know, and they, they, they do benefit. Once you really break down the benefits of, why arbitrage is kind of you know it's not perfect that it's not you know perfect in every ideal situation because you want to own the asset you know that that's the best part you want to own that assets so you can build equity and um but it's a small startup cost and you know i remember it was so scary pitching those deals and trying to talk to these landlords because i never told them what i was doing until i got there you know what i mean and that's what they that's what you know one of my mentors taught me through the Group summon and so you sprung it on them. Yeah, yeah literally, yeah. you show up as just like you're about to be a tenant, but then you you basically pitch it like, hey, you know, I started my own property management company. This yeah. is what I do. This is kind of my focus. 
you know, look for traveling business people, nurses. Yada, we'll just tell you to fuck off right away. Right? Yeah, so the formula the is corner corner your client. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to apply yeah. pressure, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was missed. I mean, obviously, the, my one downtown above Clinton Street, I mean, that's Mr. Bidwell. I mean, I'm Rob, you know, yeah, Rob okay. Bidwell. So yeah. I know I had, I went to school with his kids. So, you know, when we met, he honestly said no to me at first. He was like, nah, you know, he's, and he does Airbnb already. He's got a couple yeah. units down here that he does. And, He's like, no, you know, eh, you know, I'm all right. And then two days later, he called me back and was like, no, we're gonna let you do it because he talked to his partner. He's, cause his, he, you know, has partners and stuff with all the the buildings downtown, the restaurants. But the fact is that he called me back. I thought it was pretty cool. You yeah, know, like sure. I didn't even have to reach back out to him. He called me back, and you know, I crushed it this summer and spring. Nice, you know, I'm nice. booked all. I mean, I was booked from like on pretty much April all the way to the end of November, and bookings are still coming in because yeah. now that I've this last time last year, my shit was dry because I just started up, you know, so like I didn't have any reviews, no nothing. But, you know, I got like 40 reviews now. I'm still maintaining that like 4.86, you know, um, super rating. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. have one more evaluation in October. So I'm hoping I get it because they say your bookings increased by like, you know, 40 percent or something yep, like yep, that. Yep. So um, it's cool, you know, and I'm ready to take that out to arizona too that arbitross and everything i know here built here it's like you know you get a property out there it, it gets fun because in scottsdale the bachelorette parties people people come there to spend money and they and they will spend it and yeah. that's the best part because you can get an airbnb making like three to five grand a month and like that's when life gets fun when you right. start having an income like and that you stack them yeah yeah so. syracuse uh there's just specific pockets that you can yeah. airbnb yeah. it's right. not like you can't like you can't make a huge huge business right. out of it yeah, you know? yeah you it's can't. not enough places yeah. not enough you yeah, know close entry points to get places around here so it's like yeah. you got to be very careful yeah not to say because when people said oh you're doing airbnbs Airbnb, airbnbs in syracuse are like people come here like that and it's like you'd kind of be surprised like you know people we go the, everywhere yeah top yeah. hospitals i mean it's upstate new york in general syracuse football basketball and you know the fair concerts i mean the list goes on i mean i've had people coming to the town just to go to bands at fucking waffles you know what i mean they're like oh it's perfect because it's right there you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so like just a band of oh, like i had a couple come in from rochester like oh, our favorite bands played at fucking waffles like you would well, never even think that shit. it's right? more the concept of actually like the city of syracuse is really where you got to find the right places because you say syracuse to people around here and they start to think like Ballinsville, liverpool all these other you know yeah, places you better. we're talking yeah. like right in downtown syracuse mm -hmm. is going to be really the hotbed or tip hill uh yeah so mine's in tip hill gotcha. yeah we crush it there yeah i mean you had more crush so like is are you obviously like what's your minimum stay two nights a day two two see yeah. like i have one night stays down here gotcha. and that's um do you know paul finch yeah so you know i'm my cousin samira you know for yep. my cousin, he's she's been doing helping paul out with stuff they work and network and i've talked to paul with questions and he said the same thing he's like dude you're probably crushing it down there because you're the only one who does one night stays yep, yep. and he would be surprised how many back-to-back -back one night bookings oh I for have, sure you yeah know? so luckily i'm cleaning it and my mom are because again i saved that cleaning yours is a little different though it's in the city and yeah. it's what is it like a uh like a loft or something yeah basically yeah. in a sense see mine on tip hill is a five bedroom three yeah. three yeah, bath like <laughs> one night on there bro like yeah, it's, it's gonna much. get trashed. yeah right right and the and crowds that you're gonna attract yeah, with the right. the one yeah exactly it's a little bit different yours kind of is built to be able right. to handle one night stays yeah it's it's perfect because it's honestly it's small you yep. know like it's convenient because dude there's two and a half baths in there though nice there two uh, bedroom yeah, yeah. there each bedroom has their own bathroom and then there's a half yeah, bath off yeah. the kitchen which is huge in the airbnb world everybody right. having their own bathroom which For you know sure. so 
um, you know, it works out. And then I also found my niche for like just the traveling nurse aspect of like. I was like, just about to say area. around here you guys have huge yeah. I have my other one at the bottom of Tennyson and South Wilbur, right across from the new Emerald, right yep. there, the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, it, it literally worked out. Um, but it's a two bedroom, one bath. You know, my rents thousand bucks and i upcharge a nurse like almost 800 to a thousand dollars right right you know right. and it's like that's cash flow to me you know and yep. i'm winning you know it's, it's not crazy money but like it's it's another property i'm making cash flow through for sure and it's te- the nurses are great tenants the one in there now she's like i'm gonna be here like three nights a week that's it because she lives in rochester so she's like i'm only gonna be here like two to three nights a week yeah and she's those are be- so low maintenance right, man, exactly. that's what i'm saying it's yeah. great it's perfect and that's where i've already got a couple guys i already put in their ear that like i already have a couple more um that like they're willing to let me do it they're just like if you pay me rent i don't give a shit what you do yeah and that's the greatest thing you could hear so like you know i definitely am ready to add a couple more to my arsenal because it's like once you have two three four making you eight hundred thousand bucks i mean do the math now you got four grand coming right so but the traveling nurse thing is popping i mean furnish finder app i'm on there midterm is is definitely hot right now it's it's yeah it's it really gonna get is. saturated soon right like everything does in real estate right. but it's 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 a really good niche right that's now. why i'm glad i built in the downtime like when right. i started everybody's like airbnb this that bookings are down 70 percent. and i was like well that's the time you want to build because when the economy does come back around yep. i'm ready you know i'm ready to have that shit booked out so and that's pretty much what happened so um it's, it's been a sick journey and you know i'm ready to expand it out towards you know arizona and shit so who knows maybe we'll be doing deals on arizona yeah or man you gotta buy the assets you yeah. gotta own the assets I know. now but now, you know? now i've built up enough cash flow to be able to, to you know, yeah have that cash flow to buy you know a bigger property right to show you know the mortgage companies okay you know he's making good cash flow I've reduced my debt like huge, you know, because yep. yeah, I've been taking all that cash flow, paying off the debt that I've owed. And, you know, debt to income is so low right now. And now I have cash flow coming in with no debt. It's like, you know, I can good credit for sure and cash flow. It's like now I can buy. That's what I want to do is buy a nice property or condo out there. Gotcha. It would be so worth it. Yeah, and yeah, then, for sure. In the long run. And then yeah. Way. You got to balance out like what's good short term, what's good mm-hmm. long term. Exactly. You know? That's how my portfolio is. I have like a lot of good right. long term stuff and a lot of good short term stuff. Right. Yeah. You don't want to have just like all of the exactly. same. Exactly right. You know? Yeah, like oh, I have my basket. one. Yeah, I got yeah. my one actual property in Solvay. I got a two family there in Caroline. You know, both units are two bedroom, one bath. So you know, obviously that's that's the only one I own right now. But at least I got four doors under my belt here to like For sure. build off of now. So um, I doubt my next. I want to pull the trigger on like a three or four family here in Solvay somewhere because yeah. you know, it's low taxes, low utilities, and it's somewhat of a desirable place to live because it's quiet if micron comes man all those places those are going to be the places that really blow up yeah yeah i mean if it's a big one but there's a lot of good opportunities Mm -hmm. i used to try to like target one specific area like like, like one property type and what i learned was that you just want to target the good opportunities you can't doesn't yeah. yeah you can't be too picky about stuff right you know what i mean um you know, my, what I love out here in Syracuse specifically now are ranches or single family homes under 1200 square feet that are three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Like those are a lot of my rentals now. Cause like the turnover is easy. It's less, uh, money for turnover yep. and the people who want to uh, yeah, stay yeah. there are, are usually families and they don't like if you, I have a rental, it's right near Micron. It's in, uh, it's in clay. Um, it's on a Melfi drive, but, uh, you know, I get 2300 for rent there, right? It's mm. a super nice house in a nice area. That's going to have a lot of turnover because the people who rent there 
are going to buy a home eventually. Right. Yeah. Right. So in yeah. here in Syracuse, if I can get these like suburb ranches under oh, 1200 yeah. square feet, three bedrooms, they're going to be people, people who stay there long term. Mm-hmm. And the rent to what my mortgage is, taxes, like I always cash flow at least like 600, 700 per yeah, after everything. Perfect. Yeah. And that's, that's ideal. So that's like my niche. And I don't, I, I, I try not to be too area specific because mm-hmm. you're going to pigeonhole yourself and lose right. out on yeah. opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw you branch down to what mcgraw was it mcgraw dude i got all the way down to marathon New York. oh marathon yeah. that's what it was yeah because i go the down boonies, there for, bro. yeah i go down there for work because i obviously have accounts oh, really? for monster okay, down yeah, there yeah. all you know all up and down 81 and i saw your you're like yo we found a house in marathon but again you're you're branching out to because i got there are people who are going to want to live there no matter what you know in marathon sure. people who are from marathon are obviously looking to like up you know maybe up What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Fucking just go, you know, upgrade upgrade to another house upscale, in that area, yeah. upscale to another house. So, like, you know, I think going even down there, people don't think about it, but I'm sure you got a, you know, a decent property that needs a facelift. You know, you yeah. saw the good and the ugly through, you know, through all the bullshit. So, and that's that's awesome that you breached out all the way down there. Well, I got those for stupid prices. Right. Yeah, that's Because people but, don't buy down there. Right. And I would never keep those as rental properties. Yeah, you know just what I mean? Flips, though. Yeah, right. just as flips. Yeah. yeah. So I got like one of them for sixty two, and we sold it for two thirty. And then uh, yeah. you know, obviously, we put a lot of yeah, money a lot into of it. Work, yeah. Um, and then another one we got for forty, and right now it's under contract. It hasn't sold yet for uh, one ninety five. Yeah. I mean, so and how? So what's your turn? What's like? How long are you guys taking to like generally flip these properties? I guess that varies from the condition. It right? depends. Yeah. So. You know, like on a standard ranch, oh, say, well, yeah. it's going to take about three and a half to four weeks. Okay, yeah, that's that's yeah, not bad. Pretty at all. in and yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. So good. I'm guessing you got people that you usually use right, with stuff. Yeah, like so that. I have a crew of guys, uh, two crews, and then uh, the main guy who runs those two crews, I'm really close with. That's awesome. Yeah, so we can handle about like three properties at a time, just with them, and then I have subcontractors that like, really take on the them. other stuff yeah. if like I'm getting behind on on uh, my properties. Nice. Yeah. So. How, I mean, so when it came to picking these teams, like, how did you... Professional or personal, a little bit of both. Yeah, Yeah. like, finding the people you're saying. Like, how did, like, the work, and you're like, you actually like their work, and... That's, so the toughest part of the business is contractors. Yeah. Like, it's not even close, you know? People talk about money or finding deals. Like, no, the hardest part is contractors. I can see that. Yeah, because (laughs) you're, you're dealing with people, and not only that, you're, like... Usually contractors are, you know, slightly cocky. Oh, without a doubt. You Especially know? the good ones. Because they know. Kimble? Yeah. <laughs> right? Just yeah, kidding, Kimble, I love you. Because um, usually the good ones, like, they know they do good work. They know what they provide. They know the value. So it's tough to be on the same page with them and have them understand, like, what you're looking for and, and the price and the timeline that you need to hit. So what happens is like they screw you over. I mean, I've been screwed over more times by contractors than anyone, man. Oh yeah, I can only imagine. You know, and they always got it. They always got a good story too. Oh for sure. They I always mean, keep giving. They give you a real big ring around. Yeah, I, I've had people tell me they're done with projects, and then I go out there up. and take a look at it, and it's not even close. close. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, that's the hardest part about contractors, and and what you need to do to find contractors is. Once you find an honest and reliable one, find out what he's good at. Don't have him do the whole project. Right. Like they, they'll say they can do everything and they probably can, but like if their best thing's floors, if their best thing is painting, have them only do that at first, right? And then ask them if they know anyone else, because usually, you know, uh, what is the birds of a flock? Birds of a feather flock. Uh, yeah. Yep. So 
any contractor that's honest, fair, and reliable, they have a Rolodex of other contractors mm, that are. Yeah. Because they've worked on other jobs with those guys too. Well, and you keep them honest too, because you yep. give it, you give them all the eggs in one basket. Like eventually, they're gonna, you know, break a couple. Versus you give them one, then you give them two, then yep. you give them three, and you kind of exactly. see how it plays out. So if you had, you said, I know you said originally that you've, you know, a lot of the people that you've met have been through different groups you met. How hard is it, you know, as you continue to grow to be able to, because I'm sure you have people that are personal friends are starting to approach you and stuff. Yep. How do you keep that professional and, you know, personal relationship a little bit separate? I just tell them, you know, fuck off. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm just No, really, though. I mean, hey. Like, Dude, you're my friend. Be... Like, fuck off. No, um, no, it's a really good question, actually. So... I still try to balance that. I still don't really know the answer. It's to a that. tough one. Yeah. yeah. You know, because there's people who have aspirations. A lot of people have aspirations of real estate. Yeah. Right. Like almost everyone wants to be in real estate or they'll at least say it. Oh, well, yeah. You know, whether they want it or not. And uh, it, it's hard to, you know, I want to tell them sometimes, dude. Like it's a lot of work. You gotta go all in. You're not cut for it. Yeah. Well, you yeah. don't even know what you're like, talking. I mean, you don't I know what you're trying to get yourself into. Just before you get more yeah. in depth, I can personally say that you know I, you know when I got my license back in 2018, you know I was always interested in the aspect of real estate. So I was like, oh, why not you know get my license to learn about it first to see if I even like it, you know? And obviously, I did what maybe like four deal deals total my whole career and it's like i think i learned that like as i got older and learned more about it i wanted to be again more on the investor side of it yep. like doing the wholesaling maybe and because then again i just feel like you're restricted so much when you have a license like yeah. in a sense to some things because you know the rules the laws reg regulations and all that stuff so it's like as i got older i was like i want to be on the other side like i want to be the investor i want to be the guy kind of like going in and being like you know i want to do this like that like you know that's kind of like because i have all the resource to do it i mean my dad's a master electrician like he oh, knows nice everybody i mean he's literally been in the industry for 40 plus years i yeah. mean he installs fire alarm systems in hospitals like smartest guy i know like he knows his shit and it's like again he does work for kimball you know he's the okay. one who does all kimball's work and um you know, so it's like, and then he knows somebody who knows yeah. somebody and knows somebody, but it's like, he can mostly do it all. So it's like, I have all these resources. I just never pulled the trigger because again, I was so worried about the nine to five going to work because if you want to go all in on it, you have to be there 24 seven. Like you have to be managing, you have to be watching these guys. You have to, especially if you have three, four flips going on, like, oh yeah, you have to be on top of this shit. You can't be at work. Like, it's just, I think I, that's a great transition though. So when did yeah. you jump into this full time and kind of take a step away from everything else and kind of make this your main focus right around like 2018 uh -huh. i went full-time um but you know doing volume in real estate is a whole different beast you know like doing one flip and managing that flip that can be stressful but when you're doing like five to six at a time it's very very tough to manage oh yeah how Especially long did your first one take the first, first flip, flip you ever did, if you can remember. I think it took about four months. Wow. Way longer than right. it should have. Right, yeah. right, right. Like, dude, if I got that property now, so you guys know where Bailey Road is, yep. right? Yeah. Right in your yeah. sweetheart's corner. Yep. So amazing little neighborhood, right? We got this Cape Cod for 50000 It was only cosmetic that it needed, like just inside work. If I got that deal today, dude, it would be a whole over. run. Yeah. We, we messed it up in so many different ways. You gotta and, learn. Uh, it would take us four weeks right now to do it. Right. And it took me four months. You <laughs> right. know? So 
Yeah. I mean, you, you just learn a lot of things in real estate. Like you're just not going to be perfect. I think that's what scares people is because you're yeah. not going to be perfect. Well, you're going to lose money at some point. So that's, that's in any field. And like, I've I lost like money. Yeah. People, people think real estate. Yeah. yeah. People think real estate is just quick money. And it's like, well, that's just like anything Kimball's else. Here, so we talked about a lot of this stuff. Like, I mean, and you could test to Kimball because you know him, but like, you know, again, Kimball love you. But we always talk about things like, you know, he would always want like before anything would happen, he just think it would, you know, he wanted always the perfect situation. Right, right, right. And he was always like that. And I was just Negative like, dude, that's Nancy. not going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's like the perfect situation wow. is going to happen, you know. And I think finally after, you know, what he's doing, what he's doing now, he, he's definitely learning that. And, you know, with his own flips, his own houses and stuff like that, like, you know, it's trial and error. With well, it's your, your experiences that right. allow you to make the situations a little bit closer to your vision of perfect quicker. But until you have that experience and you kind of get those, you know, trials and tribulations under your belt, you're never going to be able to do it as quick as you want to do it. Like I know, like in those one flip, like that he just the one he recently just got done with. Like my dad told me, he like did something all backwards and he had to take it all. Who Kimball? Yeah, it had to redo it all over. But I'll never do that again. Yeah, Yeah, that's 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 the fun of it. That's the whole point of like you got to get your feet wet. You know, just don't be an idiot and like overpay for something. Right. right? Yeah, Yeah. But you know, people are afraid of real estate because they know you can lose money. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's a higher ticketed item. Exactly. But in any industry, you're going to do failures. Exactly. Right? You in don't know real estate, you know. though. Those just seem daunting from the outside, so people are just afraid to take action and pull the trigger. Especially if it's somebody else's money too. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. and you're like, oh fuck, I have to call this guy and be like, oh, we need another five thousand dollars. Like, yep. You know, it's it's like, how do you have those conversations? But you know that beyond that uncomfortable is you know a lot of greatness and you have to have those uncomfortable conversations because that's how you get to the next level you know you can't just pitter patter especially yeah. with this shit you know it's a big deal it's big money they're big assets and this isn't just something they're not just, they're not cars you know it's especially yeah. because well i mean cars are completely different because they depreciate over fucking time depending on what car you get but either way it's just a lot of moving parts that go along with the whole aspect of a flip a purchase of a house or anything like that so um but it seems like you know you you've definitely built that foundation especially i mean with your spouse i mean she i'm sure you guys are a killer team where you know where you think you might don't know something maybe she does and maybe when she doesn't know something she comes to you you know i think that's 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 a big part and working together and i'm sure you guys want to rip each other's fucking heads off at points yeah we butt heads (laughs) she's super stubborn sometimes Uh, well i am too obviously but sometimes you uh, need that yeah yeah for sure no i I like that you know what i mean i i wouldn't i couldn't imagine being like with someone who wasn't yeah yeah, who just like didn't have their own opinion yeah you know what i mean like when she's when she's strong in her opinion you know she sticks to it. Oh, that's you know been I mean? awesome for her to her to be here. This Yo, that yeah. would have been a good. Well, definitely. So, but no, it annoys me, dude. Like, I'm just oh, like, yeah. no, you're wrong. But, <laughs> but like, I love that she is her own person. Yeah, you know and what she's I mean? not gonna back down. Just yeah. Well, was she in real estate before you guys met, or was it kind we of? We met through the real estate education company. Oh, okay. So oh, nice. we did sales there. We did a lot right. of sales. So we learned a bunch of sales. Which, by the way, not to like segue. Yeah. But uh, listen, if you want to be in real estate. And you don't know where to start, learn sales. Yep. Like everything is sales. Everything. Yeah. And I mean, that's 
I mean, what I do now, you know, I never start, I never thought I'd be into sales and that's, you know, I'm just kind of at a base level of sales, but like, you know, at first I learned the marketing of our company and now I'm in the sales. So now I feel like, cause you know, if you don't market, you're not going to get sales. If you don't get sales, you're not, your company's not making money. So Correct. it's like, now I feel like I'm like the ultimate weapon to like work for my company now. Cause I've worked four years in marketing. You know, I know how our brand works. I know how we target our consumers and now I know how to sell into the managers, like selling a hundred case displays yeah. and. and you you were for Red Bull, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like that. <laughs> I can tell by the hat and the shirt. Well, it's I funny. I always wear fucking masks. Well, it's all right, bro. You no, got to rep it. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, it's a sick brand. I mean, I got to meet some sick-ass people at yeah. a sales meeting. I mean, they flew 1,300 people out. I mean, I work for one of the greatest companies in the fucking world because we are worldwide and our brand is, I love our, you know, we talked about yesterday, core values. I mean sponsoring ice cube and john jones you know we yeah, get to yeah, meet these people sick, like yeah. it, it's fucking awesome you know i can definitely say like obviously the job is and it has its you know cons like everything else but for the most part i mean it, it's fucking it's sick huh for sure well sales is all those awkward conversations now as we get farther farther in the future where everyone has technology is like you see less and less people that want to do it because 100 percent. i mean how you talk to like someone that just starts in sales about like doing any form of a cold call or anything like that yeah, and like afraid, yeah. usually usually that's it like yeah that was my listen to their line and like they're calling people and hanging up when someone picks up because they don't even know what to say it's all about communication yeah that's all it is is like being able to communicate with people i used to be really bad with strangers like i was awkward not awkward but like i just didn't know how to talk to people outside of my friend group you know i grew up like you know playing sports smoking weed and partying yeah Yeah. so like that's all i knew so like being mature and talking to someone was like so out of my realm and sober when you yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) so like learning how to communicate Uh, 100 percent like the biggest thing like learning how to connect with people and understand like what their pain points Mm -hmm. are and their why and attacking that and being able to you know be the solution for what they're looking for and at the end of it you're selling yourself like if you're likable and they like you and you know that's why it's kind of like you you don't get right into the deal you kind of see what they're about ask random stupid questions yeah. like you know it's like why are you buying it do you like to travel like and then they make yeah. oh yeah we travel all the time oh where'd you where's your favorite place to go and then once you start to just vibe into their mood and feel them out like and then they start to like you after 10 15 minutes you know you're you, you're pretty destined to make a deal go down well, for sure i'm sure you can probably attest to like with private money it's not as much about them investing in the properties but they're investing in right. you as a person yeah. you right know, once yep. you get past that certain point you know it's kind of a trust factor exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's a lot. So I guess to give you take a little bit of a switch up, um, we started before you said that you did seventy five hard recently. Yeah. Um, you know how has that kind of played into everything? Because we, you know, a big thing for us is kind of investing in yourself, and that kind of starts with really taking care of yourself. For you know? sure, man. I'm sure getting into something like that at a little bit younger age, you kind of at least some point probably let your health go at least a little bit, or oh, stop taking care dude, of yourself. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, finding that that path again is, is really something that's important because you want to be able to sustain that longevity and with a clear mind and you know, sure. a healthy body. I mean, I played sports my whole life and like that's all I did. I, I lived and breathed sports and uh, I was in really good shape because I always had to go to practice. Yeah. Right. So like it, you know, I didn't like outside of practice. I wasn't the one that like, you know, was intentional about yeah. stuff. So after that, um you know, I got out of shape bad, 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 bad. So I started seeing a trainer, got back in the gym. And then I decided to do 75 hard because I just wanted to take my mental to another level, you know, cause I know you, you guys both know if, 
if you take a mental or a physical challenge, it's so mental as well. It's so much more it's, mental. It's so much more mental. Like, yeah. So 75 hard was, was awesome, man. I lost 24 pounds. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. uh, I felt amazing. Um, you know, the, the hardest part about it, though, was one, the food, yeah. right? Like being on a strict diet. And two, scheduling out two 45-minute yep. workouts. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just finding the time. Like, it wasn't even the workout that bothered yeah. me. It was, like, finding the time the right to time. do it. Yeah. Um, so that was the biggest part. But, you know, what I learned from it is that um, I need to go back into something like that. Right. Once I stopped, you yeah. know, I'm still doing, like, healthy stuff. You know, I work out three times a week. I eat healthy. But I'm just, like, I feel like... Now that you experience that, and now you're that you're not doing it, you, you feel, feel like, like shit. Self accountability, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. crazy. Like you're you start like to have something. Yeah, something's poking That's, at the back of the head. Like you should be doing something else. You should be doing something exactly. else because you know how much better it makes you feel. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So that was my biggest takeaway from seventy. Yeah, that's where I, you know, that's kind of I can attest to like lacking in that aspect of like because we started it. Um, yeah, last September. Yeah, almost yeah. a year ago. Yeah. This month we started, and then. You know, we finished right before Thanksgiving, but I, you know. Oh, so you guys did 75 hours? Yeah, we did. Yeah, so we did it. Yeah, we, we started last September. Um, Again, it was fucking amazing. And um, I mean, I basically you know, quit was... drinking from it. I mean, since really? we finished, I've probably drank like seven, maybe eight times since we finished. That's it. funny you say that, actually, because uh, I just, you know, I, I didn't really drink too much. Right. Like every once in a while, though, I yeah, wouldn't mind yeah. having a casual. Drink. Right. But ever since I stopped 75 hard, like I just have zero urge. Zero urge. Right. I don't even care. Yeah. No. Like, I used I to do it care. more for a social aspect and it would come and go, especially in the summertime, like like to go out and like socially drink. And now it's like it's just no desire. There's no desire yeah, at all. No desire. Because yeah. it just doesn't benefit you. Well, yeah. you see like how, you know, you start to, all that hard work. Well, yeah. Too. And you start yeah. to realize that, you know, drinking, you know, Saturday, it doesn't just bleed into Sunday. It bleeds into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it's sure. like down the path. Is it really worth it? You know, is yeah. it pushing me towards what I want to do? Or is it even helping me in any way? Or am I just yeah. doing it because everyone else is doing it? Yep. Yeah. So what I was getting at, um, I almost lost my train of thought <laughs> early, but, um, yeah, when I when we did it, and then obviously my Airbnb shit was growing, you know, the business, whatever. I just lost my focus, but I just at least I pushed my focus to something that was you know worth worth growing. You know, I was yeah. growing my business. It's not like I was like just stopped working out because I've literally my physical has been down the shit. I mean, fuck, I really haven't done anything since I ran my first half marathon in April. You yeah. know, the Syracuse half marathon. So. I just kind of like been, I haven't been in the gym at all, but it's like, I can't wait to mentally get back to, I think when I, when I go back to Arizona, I'm going to do 75 hard again. Cause it's just like zero distractions. Like I told myself when I get out there, I want to get in the best physical, physical shape of my life. Cause it's like, I can, I'm already mentally checked into the sun and it's like, I don't have to worry yeah. about seasonal depression and the cloudiness and getting dark at five o'clock. Yep. Like it'll be sunny till just all day long. And I'm already like, just looking forward to waking up every day, like going for a run and then going to the gym after. And I really want to dial the fuck in when I get there. And I think I want to do 75 hard again, just to like see how much better I can do it the next time. Cause you know, you can always, I think we can all attest that like there's things that like we know we shouldn't have done. And then we can know we can just do better the next time we do it. And, you know, it's only 75 days. Like, if people think it's forever, but it's literally goes by so quick, especially It feels when like forever when you're it, in the, it. Yeah. Until you get to, like, day, like, 50. Yeah. And, like, it feels like it's just dragging. But I think the coolest part about it for when we were when we did it last year, because uh, I started a few times. I started two or three times before Zach started with me, and I actually finished it. 
was it was slowly seeing the impact that I had on the people around me, whether they were doing 75 hard or they were doing their own version of it. You know, yeah. people always get mad at people when they're doing 75 hard and other people start to take parts of it and do it and they don't do the whole thing and mm -hmm. they get almost offended. But be able to take a step back and notice that those people are making changes, at least they're taking a step in the right direction. And it does have something to do with you. And it is the impact and it's kind of the aura that you're giving off For on sure. yourself. I'm sure you probably saw that a little bit as you got farther down the line, especially, and you're able to start to look around. Definitely, man. I think, uh, and I think there's a lot of people who asked me about it when I was doing it, like a lot. A lot. Yeah. So many people do. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think people are afraid to try it because they're afraid to fail. Yeah. But that's the best part. That's like, it's, it's, if you don't finish it, you're still going to get so much out of it. Yeah, right? So I mean, much yeah. out of it. You should you should do it. And if you fail, you should still be proud. Well, like I said, dude, I felt I it, think yeah. I failed two or three times before we before Zach started it with me and we both finished and it was finally just like bear down. And it was funny, like like I said, how much of it bled in after that. Yeah. Like, you know, the water, even, you know, yeah. tracking your progress yeah, to a degree. To be honest with <laughs> you, the progress picture was probably the thing that I struggled with the most because at first I thought it was kind of stupid until I realized it's just part of the mental the aspect task. of it. Yeah. Like I was taking the progress pictures at like 11 p.m. like most nights because I was like, oh, I really don't fucking want to do this shit. Yeah. And then like once I started getting in a rhythm of it and I realized, okay, every day, same time, I'm going to do the picture. I'm going to do it first thing in the morning. I'm going to do it first thing in the You're morning. You're just building I'm a habit. Yep. Yeah. A positive yeah, that, habit. And that's what too. it's all about is the habit part. Yep. And, you know, and that's one thing I, again, I wish I stuck to it. Again, I love to still do as much as i can but it's something i slacked on for sure did your wife hate you at the beginning of it or were no you, were you no good? she's super supportive on that did stuff, she try man. it with you at all was she did the thought no which i think she does want to try it but yeah. uh but no she didn't try it but she's super supportive i just knew I, I just know when i first started i was a dickhead the first like week or two because yeah. you're just like kind of miserable like yeah. we started in the middle of the summer like it was just like fuck what was um was there any a point where not saying you didn't think you could do it, but was there a day where you like, fuck, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get this in, or like you almost drank a beer, or like, you yeah, know, like was what can you like think of a specific? You so know, yeah, I almost situation? failed multiple times. It was all the same thing. So I used to read all the time, uh, like as many personal development books as I could. And this was like first when I first started on my journey towards right. like success, I guess. Um, and I fell away from that, but I yeah. still read here and there, but there was days where like, I would just put it off, put it off. Yeah, It'd be like 1130 yeah, in bed pages. and I'd be like half asleep, just like burning <laughs> well, through pages. Well, and you're like, no, and then the worst thing that people have is like, it's like, well, nobody would know if I, you know, if I didn't exactly, do it, but yeah. the only person that's going to know is you. And like, people always asked about that. Like, what was the experience like? Like, well, what happens if you cheat? And it's like, look, if you get to the end you're going to be the only person that knows, knows whether you cheated. actually right. did it or exactly. whether you kind of cheated yourself. And mm -hmm. like, you can always kind of tell a little yep. bit with the people that cheated themselves when you have a conversation with them. Cause they're not confident in exactly. it because yeah. they know they kind of cheated themselves just a little bit. Yep. And like, but that's progress. You know what yeah. I mean? If people are able to kind of, even if it's not right away at some point say, ah, I probably could have done it a little bit more to a T, yep. you know, that's the important part. Yeah. It's the people that like try to act like they're like, they Superman. like did it. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, I almost thought about like not like cheating with a couple things. You oh, know hell I mean? yeah. It just runs people, through your mind. People all the time. Well, we had a couple of buddies that started with us and that didn't finish. And like, like we started like, yeah, we got like to like day 20 or 30 and like without even having a conversation with them, we knew that they weren't doing what they said they yeah, were. Yeah, because like, they'll, they'll, they'll act different. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. You can tell they feel guilty. Like, yep. but hey, um, to each his own. I was going to say, I think, um, 
I know you also, Adam Meisner, did it too. Yeah, yeah well, so he you, got, you know Adam? Yeah, 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 that's my boy, man. I grew up with him. He's like I my saw best you guys doing it at like the same yeah. time you guys both started. I posted about it, and I, he probably has been thinking about it for a long time, yeah. most likely. And then he messaged me and was like, yeah, I'm about to start it tomorrow, too. And I said, let's get it. Yeah, and then we messaged each other that's a good. lot I was gonna say, the process. Yeah, having yeah. someone, yeah. Yeah. someone like, to check in and like having that like idea that there are other people watching, but people that you care about, too. So it's like it's sure. nice to have that little kind of voice in the back of your head. Because, look, it is about you. But when you're able to kind of scale and realize that it's not all about you, the impacts that you have on the people yeah. around you, that's when you're able to kind of push through some of those harder walls where you for might sure. hit a wall and you're able to kind of take a step back and realize that you're not doing it just for yourself. You're doing it for everyone around you and the positive impacts it can have on them. 100%. Too. My mindset was like on a high level midway through it. I was well, like, yeah. I feel, I felt like I was preaching to everyone I talked to. Yeah. But it's, and then you, that's the reactions you get out of certain people who we got a lot to. of pushback. Yeah. We got a lot of pushback. We started in the summertime. Yeah, that, and not only that, just like so many people like, Oh, I could never do that. Then there's people who like, are like want to know more about it. They, they, there's so many different types of people who you engage with through the process. And, you know, and especially if it's people, the most people you see at the gym, you talk to people ask, and it's like, the first thing they say is, I can never give up alcohol. And it's like, I feel right. like that's Every the time. easiest part. Easiest part. That's the easiest part. Dude, and like, those far. are the people just hiding behind what they're fighting. And it's like, they think they can escape it by alcohol. And it's like, it's like they you got to face uh, yeah, that shit yeah, right, right now. We're at that age where we need to face these demons and battle what we're going through instead of just like letting it go and parting it away, you know? And, yeah. and that, that's where that guilt comes in like afterwards though. And like, I've gotten so many weird reactions. And, you know, I was at a bar one time and I ordered water and the bartender just basically said something like oh you're the one making all the stops tonight and basically implying like oh you're the one driving and like not drinking and having fun and i'm like buddy i'm having there's fun. alcoholics who've given up alcohol for years and like it's just yeah and it's just weird some of the reactions you get out drinking of culture is weird man. yeah it's, it's, it really is, is. once you weird. step away from it too then yeah. you're even more like huh like i can't just go to like some of my friends have parties at a house and just drink at a house and i'm just like i can't do that like i just i, I think people they they can't give it up because a lot of their friendships are Basis. so intertwined yeah. with oh, alcohol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I have so many friends that like, you know, I love them to death, but mm -hmm. I just I don't I never see them anymore right. because if I if I do see them, it's you know they're getting they're getting hammered. Yeah, oh, I yeah. just don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I, just don't. I, I hate the 100%. feeling the next day too. We're yeah. getting too old for that shit. You know, when I, it's like then those little <laughs> things that like weren't that big of a deal, you start to realize like honestly like the immaturity behind a lot of the stuff because like you kind of write it off as all oh, that's just normal, but then when you take and, a step away, you're like, why the hell was I either part of that or allowing it to happen, whatever it is, and like you kind of go, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be recognized as that. People yeah. and see what they do exactly. Well, and you see how they look at people yeah. like and that. To be honest with you, gonna get at miss it. out on opportunities. That's what I was just gonna say. It's like, you know, not for nothing. And it's, I don't know, I'm okay with saying this. Like you said, we love them to death, but at the same time, it's like, look what the fuck you're doing. Look what the fuck I'm trying to do. Yeah. Like, there's Grow just up. no resemblance. Like, yeah. I'm trying to be better. Like, and it's okay to admit that. Like, hey, I am better than you. Like, right. look where I'm at. Look what I'm doing. Like, you know, and it's not even try to be an arrogant or cocky or selfish or anything. It's just like, dude, like, I, we're just getting older. You know, I want to be better as a person. Well, and you see all those posts too. Like, it, yeah. And it's, are your friends, you have those friends? 
friends that are always going to be yes man and tell you a good job, but you know your real friends are the ones that are going to try to push you to be a better version of yourself. Now that because they ex- want you to push them to be a better version of themselves. Yeah, now that I've experienced and I'm literally personally going through it, just of you know, ever since I went to Arizona two years ago, I haven't shut up about it. You know that just that one person always talks about something, but they've never done it, and you're just like, dude, are you going to do it or what? And then it's like you start to do it and you do it, and then they're like, oh wait, don't go, or like. Uh, just like they kind of then they switch up again yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. you were just talking shit about me because now i'm just saying you're fueling my fire to want to do it because i'm that type of person when the people tell you you can't do it or you won't do it i'm gonna fucking do it because then i'm gonna prove a point and and it's like not only for that but i also want to do it for myself because it's just i'm that type to like also i have to do it to get clarification because i'm always thinking about it so well, once yeah. i finish doing it i'm like okay this is the outcome now it's done and over with. Now yeah, I can yeah. move past this, you know, this obstacle in my life. And I'm literally going through it right now, you know, and it's like, you know, half of you said I wouldn't or never do it. And now I'm doing it. And it's like, now it's like part is part of you doesn't want me to leave and you're going to miss me. Like, oh, you're going to miss me. And I'm going to miss you guys. But at the same time, it's like you fueled me to do this in a sense because I'm a prove you wrong type of person. I love that shit. For sure. So, I mean, I like to call people out on stuff all the time in a good way you right. know and i think that's like the well, friends i have right yeah. now are the ones that are okay with that like when they say they're going to do stuff i'll be like dude why haven't you done it yet like what's but going you on? want people that are going to hold you accountable and kind of check you when you need to be checked for and, sure and it's being able to kind of i say that all the time like i love having haters but at the same time the reason that i've kind of found and been able to take a step back is i love having people that tell me i can't do something because it's not always about those people that are telling me i can't do it but knowing that there's people that are in my corner that know i can do it yeah. they're not always going to be the people that vocalize it but there are people that are following you that believe in you and when you have people that are telling you you can't do it, you got to be able to take a step back and be realize that there are people that are telling you you can do most it, even if they're not vocalizing. Most it. times it's strangers supporting you, yeah. than the people that are close to you, and like that's yeah. the weirdest part about this whole thing. It's like you learn that and you see that, and it's it's a super good feeling that people that you don't even talk to are watching and supporting you to do you know to do great things in life and i think that's the beauty of it. i think it's fucking awesome and then you reach out to those people that you might have never even had a conversation with and now you talk all the time in a sense you know so i'm so disconnected to so many people that i used to be involved with that like, i don't even know who doubts me or doesn't like, <laughs> yeah. i'm just so blind to it now yeah. bro like i don't even care because you know Ad, one of my favorite qu- quotes by Admiral, he said it winning is more fun than fun is fun and right. i fucking love winning yeah. you know and that's that's all i'm after now is fucking winning and that's what i'm gonna do when i go out to arizona i'm not gonna go out and do what most people do when they move to another stage, just fucking party and go out, meet people and this and that. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to start 75 hard. I'm going to dial the fuck in and forget about all that shit. Like, I want to 10x my fucking life. And, like, that's why I'm doing this. Not to just think it's a fucking vacation, you know? And, like, that's what some people do. Like, they yep. move to a different part and they just go wild and sometimes. And that's all they post about. That's all they do. And it's like they're not – they're not sh- like, are you growing while you're there? Like, right. what the hell? <laughs> I think, I think it is another admiral like quote, but I think he said, I think it was him that said, like, if you want to take the island, you got to burn the boats. You got to leave the burn opportunity the boats, yeah. to re- to run away and you got to put yourself full blown into it like you did with the real estate. Yeah. Like there's no retreat. There's no option to exactly. go back. It's either this or lose. And once you put yourself in those situations, it's kind of crazy how the body reacts, how the brain really works. Like you put yourself up against the wall. I haven't heard that quote in a while. Burn One of my boats. favorites. I love that. Yeah. I, the first time I heard that was uh, Think and Grow Rich and Napoleon Hill. Yeah. It's oh, one yeah. of the first things they talks about is burning the boats, you know, no retreat. No retreat, yeah. baby. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's you got to, you gotta, you gotta cut that shit off, you know. And that's the only way you're gonna fucking grow. You gotta, yeah. you, you, like we talk, Andy Versailles, crabs in the bucket. You yep. know, that's yep. his. That's yeah, his one of my favorites, man. Yeah, one of my yeah. favorites, crabs, crabs in a bucket. One of his, one of my favorites of Andy's is full throttle or no champagne bottles. You know, like yeah. some of his shortest ones are. You know, it's like 15 minutes, but after you're done, I literally listened to it like three times in a row because of how it just it literally makes you want to run through a fucking wall. And it's like, and at the end of it, it's again full throttle or no champagne. You either go fucking all in or you ain't doing it at all. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we touched on a lot. We talked about growth, you know, we talked about careers, you know, and a lot of things with Ethan and I think it'll be, you know, a good part to wrap up on here and, you know, say thank you to Ethan for, you know, coming on and, you know, sharing his journey, his story. And I'm sure, you know, what's your at? What's just your name for Instagram? Yeah, people Ethan wanna... Cavello, E T H A N K A W E L O. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you got <clears throat> guys follow him up. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he's got a lot of good stuff on there, got content about real estate, you know, flipping and stuff like that. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's a busy guy, but maybe if you have a question, you know, maybe he can answer it. But um, definitely give know. him a follow. Yeah, give yeah. him a follow. See what he's about. We'll definitely have to get you and the wife back on here. I think that will sure, be man. a fucking dope one to hear you guys just, you know, because a lot of people say a lot of successful, you know, entrepreneurs and men who are that's who are married. They literally say, like, if I if it weren't for my wife, I wouldn't be where I am. That's 100 percent true. And, for it, me. you know, yeah. And it's, it's and I love we love hearing that side of the, you know, the story of, of them and hearing how you guys get through the battles, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, um, you know, again, those are some of our best ones. But again ethan thank you for coming on sharing your story your journey guys hope you like this one thank you for always listening if you don't mind i just want to drop a couple just a couple like real estate tips for people yeah Yeah. because i've been doing this long enough where it's like you know we're probably going to do like 70 deals this year so you know the biggest thing for anyone wants to get into real estate even if you're in real estate right now is um, off-market deals. That's what Mm -hmm. you have to focus on. So you either have to be the person who markets for off-market deals or you need to find the people who have off-market deals. Gotcha. Right? Like, stop trying to buy things on the market. Mm -hmm. Your your best deals are going to be off-market. Find a niche in real estate. Don't be too broad. Right? Like, are you going to do single family? Are you going to do multifamily? Are you going to rent? Are you going to flip? Are you going to wholesale? Um you know, now I have the luxury where anything that comes in, I pick an exit strategy. That's right. Awesome. Like if the price works, then I figure out, okay, which one's best for Flint me or hold. Right. But if you're, but if you're too scatterbrained and you're trying to figure out, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. You're not going to do anything. You need you a know? plan going in. Yep. Yep. And, uh, it's like, uh, you know, Tony Robbins calls it the reticulate activating device where if you tell yourself red Corvette, red Corvette, red Corvette, you're going to see red Corvettes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. If you only try to wholesale, your brain, your subconscious is going to find wholesale opportunities, Mm -hmm. right? If you're only trying to Airbnb arbitrage, Mm -hmm. like you talked about it a lot. So you probably see more opportunities than I do for it because I don't talk about it ever. Right. So like if you and I were to walk down a road, you would see something that I wouldn't, even though I've been in real estate for longer. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I've done more deals. You're more focused on it than Mm -hmm. I am. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, you know, those are the two biggest things if you're trying to get into real estate is Find off-market deals. And if you're not the one marketing for them, find the person who has them. And then additionally is find an avenue. Because right. you can always switch your avenue, but like it, do a couple of deals in the avenue first. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Because you can make money like Airbnb arbitrage. I'm positive. 
Mm-hmm. You are not going to do that in the future. Right. Yeah. No. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, not going to be a forever. You're going right. to get like a certain amount and you're going to be like, all right, time to do this. Right. Yeah. And it's not necessarily upgrading. It's like, you're just, you got like 80% of the way to your ceiling. And now like you can get 80% or higher in a different ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be able to scale it. Yep. You know, getting that extra 20% to that ceiling is going to take just as much effort as getting 80% over here. Right. Exactly. So that's why, like you know, that. pick an avenue and find off market deals. If you could do those two things, I can promise you, you will find success in real estate. hundred awesome. percent. Awesome. Yeah. So thanks for that, Ethan. Yeah, thank you. Sure, man. So again, guys, thank you for listening. Ethan, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank um, you guys. This place is dope. Uh, this yeah. place is dope. Yeah, we're you gonna, guys run a cool shit. Yeah, man. thank you. Yeah, yeah. A, a, thank you. I appreciate that. We have we have a lot of we have a lot in store. So good, man. um again, guys, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Thanks for the support as always. See you guys next time. Have a good night.